The information and stories in this podcast are for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. Content provided should not be taken as relationship or sexual advice. We are not experts. Explicit language and frank descriptions of sex are discussed. This podcast is for adults only. Listener discretion is advised. So we'll get started uh, with some introductions. First off, I'm Gabby. I'm Owen. Uh, And we are a couple. Uh, We live in uh, the southern United States. Deep Deep South. (laughs) 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 Yeah, we live in the Deep South. Um, A little bit more about ourselves. We're uh, an African-American um couple um interestingly enough owen is actually 50 percent indian and i'm a quarter indian and that was a fun thing we found out um that we had in common that i don't think we initially knew we had in common did we i felt like it started out with you saying that your grandfather was a bank robber (laughs) and that he was indian that's, you know, that's how you <laughs> went into <laughs> that's that how, one. <laughs> that's how we segued into, into that one. That is true, but this is not a true crime podcast. That's a story for another day. Um, but yeah, no, that's I think that's how we, we found that. I told you that story, and um, I'm remembering where your, your family is from, where part of your family is from. And so I assumed mm-hmm. that that meant that you were something else, and then you were like, oh, no, they're from India. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So, um, but yes, but no, we both identify as African American. Um, I'm 28. Owen, you are, you're 30, right? Oh, I thought you were saying you're 28 Indian. I was like, what? Um, what would that have meant? I have no clue. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 30. <laughs> 28, 30 years old. <laughs> tw- I'm 28 Indian. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> 21 Savage. 23 and me. <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe that brings up a good point. Also, we're millennials. Uh, we were both born in the 90s. Um, I don't know if that has any impact on you listening to this podcast, but hopefully it it, it just, it, it helps. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, and so I, myself, I'll say, uh, was born in the South. Owen actually was not. Where were you where were you born at? Originally from Cali. Originally from California. So that is why you will hear the uh overall lack of a southern accent. Um You don't really have a southern accent either. I know. I so know. So don't, don't, don't but come I go, at me like that. I go y'all a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I say y'all all the time. You all <laughs> y'all. Um yeah, but now that's actually getting pretty normalized, so it doesn't help. Yeah, no. Um, and I'm from Louisiana, so I don't have um, really any Southern accent. My mom nipped that in the bud. She was like, if you want to get a good job someday, you need to sound like maybe you're not from here. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So uh, why are we all here? We're all here because of swinging. So first off, I, I want to define the term swinging because I feel like that's something 
that has changed throughout the ages. Um, so when you Google swinging, uh, it, it comes up as moving back and forth or from side to side while suspended on an axis. You went there. <laughs> you, you went. When you Google, you went there. When you Google swinging, that's what. Okay, well, how do, how do you define swinging? Swinging back and forth on an axis. I mean, if it's if bondage is involved. <laughs> if that's, bondage <laughs> if bondage is involved, then you are okay. <laughs> okay, how would you define swinging? As far as the lifestyle. Um, yeah, I would, if I'm trying to be as cut and dry about it, just Mm -hmm. partners swapping Mm -hmm. when you are in a committed relationship, Mm -hmm. not necessarily two singles swinging Mm. technically with a, a kind of committed couple. Right. I feel that's more open. Yeah. More of an open. More of an orgy. Than it is. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it's more of an orgy because you don't have that added layer of all four people, mm-hmm. two committed relationships. Right. It's kind of just this committed relationship bringing in two singles. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And I think that's oof, that's always where a little bit of my confusion, I think, came from, especially at the beginning, was open relationships, swinging, the lifestyle, polyamory, non-monogamy. All of these, all of these words, all of these labels. Oh no! Like I told you, I was on Reddit, online, <laughs> uh, urban, uh, urban dictionary, <laughs> trying to figure out all of these uh, acronyms and slang words. And right, oh my gosh! And when what is it when they use acronyms? Oh my gosh! I feel so dumb looking up acronyms all the time. I Google uh, what what are these three or four letters together all the time. Oh no! Once a month, I I Google HWP, and that's height weight proportion. <laughs> I was about to say what is that? Yeah, no. I I, I was like, is this an SCD? Oh, yeah. that. Oh, so they add, so like they'll post on Reddit and be like, are you HWP? Yeah, high weight proportional. What a douche. I mean, never mind. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because oh, that's oh, see, this is this is for like another episode. But I of, mean, like, talking about preferences and things. Yeah, and yeah. Once we'll start getting preferences and things like that, mm-hmm. some people are just a lot more uh, upfront. Yeah. About what they're looking for, and I mean, I don't see necessarily anything wrong with that. I don't see anything because, I mean, wrong with it either. Yeah. It is trying to fulfill fantasies and things like it that. Is. And we've talked about this before as well, like with preferences in terms of like racial preferences, body preferences, and like one thing for me was like personality is pretty important um, for me in terms of just. I don't know, wanting to be intimate with somebody, like to to feel like I want to be intimate with you, I kind of have to like your personality. Yeah. All right. But we're getting off topic. We're getting off topic. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah, get yeah. back on. Okay. Uh, um, so- let's kind of go through the the journey of us kind of beginning talking about the lifestyle, okay. us getting into lifestyle, yeah. kind of get us to where we are kind of now mentally okay do do you want to go first or do i go first um i mean you can kind of go first from your point of view of like where it started okay so getting so i feel like before i can talk about like getting into the lifestyle i have to go back to kind of also provide context like as to my 
being raised in my rearing. So I grew up in, uh, in, in Southern Louisiana. Um, and if you're not familiar with Louisiana, it's not what you see in TVs and movies all the time. Everyone doesn't live on a plantation, but it's pretty conservative. You would, you would agree. Oh yeah. No, it's very conservative. (laughs) It's conservative outside of alcohol. Right. We do get lit all the time. We get, we get litty in Louisiana because you can bring your alcohol almost out on the street, almost out anywhere in Louisiana. And we eat a lot. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, like we're super conservative. So this, and this also will maybe will go to show how conservative Louisiana is. But in my mind, it was always basically told to me that kind of like whoever is the first person I sleep with, you know, that's going to be the person I marry. And even going throughout life, being a teenager, being an older teenager, being 20 years old, that was what I had in my mind was that like I was looking not even for a husband because in my head, like I never really imagined that, but I just knew, oh, whoever I sleep with, I'm going to marry them. Um, And it wasn't actually until getting with Owen um, don't feel sorry for me, but feel a little sorry for me. I didn't know that sex could feel good. I was, <laughs> I was, I, I'm, I am a giver in turn in, in sex, but it was just like, kind of like it was there. And I did what I saw in the movies with like the moaning and everything to make like the guy feel, you know, like. So you're faking it to, to get through it. Yes. Yes. And the, the first guy, it definitely worked. The second guy, I, I wanted to be more myself. And um, he preferred me to just fake. He knew my moans were fake. But he was one of those kind of guys that like needed to hear it. Right. And I didn't realize till afterwards like how weird that was. Um, <laughs> but staying on topic, um, that was kind of how I always imagined sex almost as like the sort of transactional thing. Um I wasn't really focused on the marriage, on the love, on the even like feeling good. It just felt like something that a woman does and, you know, oh, don't get pregnant and all these things. But I kind of always had that feeling from having lackluster sex that I was like, is it better than this? Should it be better than this? Could it be better than this? And I kind of wanted that. Um, And so actually us getting together, I... I joke with Owen all the time about being dickmatized because sex <laughs> sex with him is always very good. Um, it's it's my favorite pastime thing to do uh, outside of reading. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Read a book, watch some YouTube. Well, you're welcome. You're, thank you. <laughs> but um, it wasn't until we got together that like I realized, oh, sex is good. Sex can be really, really good. Um, and that felt in a way I I feel like even accepting that kind of felt a little wrong like just being like oh my god like I'm having sex but like I'm really enjoying it it felt not important um and so I kind of always knew that I was a sexual person that like I wanted to do more but now I know being a little bit older that I was so afraid of what other people would think of that. I was afraid of what you would think. Of well, yeah, that as well. there's the social stigmatisms and then the the cultural kind of uh, 
suppression of sexuality mm-hmm. and things like that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Or just being like, even growing up, it's like people will call you a slut for like nothing. And when you're older and you learn what a, like a slut is, like people will in, in Louisiana, like that's it's it's a it's a term that a lot of people use. And it it I, I feel like it maybe in other places it wouldn't hurt as much. But like being called a slut in Louisiana is like it's it's like really hurtful because because of how conservative it is as a state, but it, it also degrades you as a person. It, it's like, oh, you're a slut. You're easy. Oh, you've like, you know, been run through and things like that. And it just fortified that idea in my mind that sex is a really bad thing. Well, because of being in the South, religion being a huge part in a lot of people's lives down here. Mm -hmm. Anything that falls out of kind of what they were trained to think is bad, is evil. Yeah. Um, And yeah, you kind of follow that same roadmap Mm -hmm. of go to school, get your high school diploma, go to college, get your college uh, degree, settle down, have a family, have some kids, white picket fence, go to Disney World. Yeah. And stay stay here all your life. Yeah. And And and, just kind of grow old. Yeah. And even being in the lifestyle, the short amount of time, which we've been in the lifestyle for, I would say, two Two, yeah, well, going on three over, now. Yeah, three years. Three years. Yeah. Three years. Uh, that a lot of people that we see are mm-hmm. those that you would assume wouldn't want to be right. In lifestyle. Like they follow that formula to a T. They're they're conservatives yeah. or, or very religious. Yeah. And would probably deny 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 the hell oh, out of it. Yeah. If you were to talk to them <laughs> about sure. anything kind of sexual or kind of devious. Yeah. In just your the everyday life. Yeah. And I mean, I, it's, it is still like a a judgment thing, but I think at least for myself growing up as a young woman in Louisiana and also wanting to, cause we talked about this before, like too, like with women just in general and that your inherent value kind of like Louisiana is one of those states where like your inherent value is in your virginity. So in things like that, and also in, in sex. So it made it seem like it was this bigger deal. And it was so confusing to me because I would, I would watch porn and (laughs) I would like look at these videos and porn obviously isn't like wholly realistic all the time and things like that. But I was like, rarely any of (laughs) them. Rarely on very rare occasions. But there was like things in them that like, Oh, I was like, wow, I want to like, I would like to try out or I knew got me aroused, but I just always knew I was like, Oh, well I'll just, you know, it's fine. I, I won't do that, but that's okay. Because this is the way things are supposed to be. So like opening up and learning about swinging in the lifestyle and, and, and getting comfortable and being honest about wanting to try things, even with us, like talking to you about it. I, I was still very, I feel like, um, careful about what I would tell you. Like I wanted to try things like that so that you wouldn't be like, Oh, she's, you know, this, that, or the other things like that. Like, um, just that I wouldn't seem sexually devious or like like a deviant for wanting to try things. Um, but that was all a part of the experience, too, is getting comfortable with yourself um, and also being open and honest and vulnerable and then being able to do that with right. uh, you as my partner. Um, so the lifestyle, I feel like 
for me in terms of like my needs and like what I things that I want to try out. I love that because I get to do it with someone that I love and that I feel safe with. And I don't think I think if I was a single woman, I don't think I would be a unicorn. I don't I I know myself. <laughs> I know me, my ass would be at home. <laughs> <laughs> but masturbating. <laughs> so <laughs> So but when when I kind of start bringing up kind of like mm-hmm. uh lifestyle and things like that, mm-hmm. kind of kind of go back to where you were kind of mentally Oh, mentally there. Okay. Cuz I think I might have kind of brought up threesomes at first. Yeah. So kind of th- Yeah. So I so back then I was also in a place where I was coming off of relationships where I was being like emotionally and like no one ever put their hands on me but like uh you know one of my exes like threw things and right. stuff like that. Um but like just abusive or uh you know being cheated on and things like that. So there was not a lot of I felt like I had kind of already lost some of my value by sleeping with other people. So bringing when you brought up like having threesomes and things like that, a part of me I feel like sparked at it, but also that part of me that didn't trust uh and that was afraid felt kind of what's the word kind of hurt at it because i wasn't like i wasn't there yet i wasn't at that point where i wanted to like hear about those things but i couldn't deny the fact that it also kind of excited me i was like well mm. and that that's what i was talking about earlier when i was like in 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 being honest with you about that um it took me a really long time to be to be honest about it um but I, I think back then, kind of like that was my reaction because of the experiences that I had had. Um, but then in getting more comfortable and talking to each other, setting our boundaries and even, you know, going back on some of our boundaries and being like, OK, like, you know, we can we can do this. We can allow this. Um, I was not a I was not very good at being vocal. And that's where a lot of my fear came from was that. I was not going to be vocal about what I needed to have happen. But in order to swing successfully and also to swing as a couple safely, you have to be vocal. So like after each of our experiences, we would talk about you and you would ask me how I felt about what happened, how the experience was for me. Would I do this? And like you really put me at the forefront Um and what I thought about the whole thing, I felt like if I had said, you know, oh, no, I don't want to do this again, like you would have been like, cool, fine. Um, and that would have been the the end of it. But I it felt so it was it became. It became something that I wanted to go back to because um, and I was t- talking to you about this like a, a couple of days ago, I feel like like the safety of our relationship felt secure, but also I felt safe with you. Uh, I think that's that's a huge thing in swinging. And if you are a unicorn and you do swing by yourself, of course, that's fine. Do what you want to do. Um, I'm I'm just one of those people that I I kind of need like a little a nudge um, to right. to go out and do things sometimes. And and I, I feel like be be wanting to go out to be social maybe is the way to say it. Right. Um. And I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. when I was kind of bringing up threesomes, you were the one to bring up a couple and swap. 
you were you were actually the first person to to bring that up. I did, but you were talking like bringing up friends' names and things like that, and I was God. kind of like, <laughs> I know. no, I, know, I, I rather I know, not I uh, mix. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but can we clarify that I was bringing up friends' names, and we were both like at the same time going, no, no, <laughs> hell no, oh God, no, like yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I'm a avid believer in not mixing the lifestyle God, with don't friends, do it. just because I just I I like my worlds a little bit separated. The, we, personally, yes, we were literally we were just talking about that too. I can't remember what we were talking about, but something about that, and we were like keeping things separate. Right. I do like keeping things separate. Yeah, just kind of compartmentalize those kind of things. And yeah, as far as kind of me. Um, you know, I've always kind of been adventurous sexually and things like that. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> this wasn't really kind of out of my realm. Right. Um, but ironically, you know, I was in a lot of like long term relationships before mm-hmm. us. Um, I wasn't the one to even think about a threesome first. It was always past people I've been with mm-hmm. that kind of oh, I didn't know would that. be like bringing up a threesome and things like that. Oh. But it was more of the, I feel like, kind of experimenting with their buy side, mm-hmm. maybe kind of, you know, bringing in a girl yeah, rather than a guy or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even kind of mentally think about stuff like that. I was unaware of that. Yeah. Because <laughs> before that, I don't really kind of look at other people. Yeah. I don't really, you know, yeah. I'm pretty much... I don't really flirt with other people. Yeah. My, uh, what, what would your, you say? What, like your field of vision. Your, yeah. yeah. My field of vision is kind of zoned in on, on the relationship and that yeah. one person. I guess over the years that kind of helped me kind of mm-hmm. transition into that mindset yeah. of uh, the lifestyle. But I didn't know there was a lifestyle until, right. like I said, I started doing more research, mm-hmm. looking through Reddit. Thank God for uh, that. Learning terminology and yeah. things like that. Um, so when I was bringing up the the threesome, and mm-hmm. then you brought up the the swaps and things like that, then yeah. I kind of got on Reddit, the swingers Reddit, and different like uh, non monogamy type yeah. things, and just kind of start reading through people's posts right. and uh, looking at their questions and their answers, uh, different things like that, mm-hmm. and then kind of eventually found a uh, swingers club. Okay. Um, and that kind of brings yeah. to like you know our first experience yeah. and things like that and actually finally dipping our toes into it after but again after this was maybe like two years of kind of right talking, talking about, about it, it. Yeah, we talked and about psyching really, ourselves out yeah we talked about it for a really long time i think and I, I was about to i was gonna say too i was like honestly i think that's one of the reasons why this sounds so much like tooting your own horn but i feel like we kind of make a good swinging couple slash team is because when you used to say that thing about like not seeing other people, I did not understand what that meant in terms of me. Um, Because uh, no surprise here, I struggled with my self image (laughs) and with my self esteem. So I didn't understand what that meant. But then when I looked back, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, Because people, like, you know, friends ask you, like, oh, this guy's attractive and things like that. And I didn't realize it. I was like, oh, no, I don't see anyone outside of my person. Like, I don't see anyone outside of you. And Mm. I didn't realize it because with my exes, I did. Because I saw so much lacking. And I was like, oh, I realized with you, I didn't have that experience. So I I get it. I I understand that now. Um, 
but yeah, like that's where kind of like our the the first experiences came from, and and I say thank God for Owen um, because I am just, I'm lazy when it comes to doing. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember if I was, if I was in school at the time, but oh my God, like looking everything up and I liked learning about everything, every, like hearing you talk about it, uh, showing me articles, showing me like posts, showing me like different people's experiences was really interesting. I was, I think I may have, been, I don't remember at this point if I was too busy, I was, I'm 89% sure that I was just so lazy and I didn't look anything up. So thank God you did. Oh, no. Yeah. Once I found out different uh, sites and things like that, and yeah. started testing them out to find like clubs, parties and things like that, just to see what what the li- like the lifestyle and mm-hmm. lifestyle events ne- near us. Yeah. Like I said, that's how I kind of found the, the Swingers Club. Yeah. Uh, in New Orleans, and we kind of made our way there right. as our first uh, dipping our toes into it yeah. and trying to see, you know, can we even be in this environment? Right. Like a sexually driven environment. Like what? what is it going to feel like? And I think kind of like, too, what you're talking about, about like psyching ourselves out. I think especially towards the beginning, we because we had a lot of conversations about this, too, about the fear of our image of the other person changing after seeing them be it's one thing to know that your partner has had people before you that they that there may be people after you but to to actively see them being intimate with someone in front of you or or if you're or you know if you do if you don't do same room swaps um that they're off being intimate with someone somewhere else that was like a real big, at least I know for me, it was like a real big fear. I was like, oh, no, am I going to, uh, you know, have more trouble uh, with, you know, with myself and my self-esteem like at this? Um, and I got to say, I think having those conversations helped because I felt like it was just me. Right. And then when I learned, like, oh, you were having the exact same thought. Oh, yeah, no. It, it's definitely a, something where <laughs> nothing so can much. prepare you for actually being there, no. seeing it, the smells, the, the <laughs> <laughs> it's This is sticky. The, the oh, my God, the wearing the heels and your feet hurting. Remember when you gave me your shoes? Oh, because just, your feet were hurting. Yes, <laughs> I just felt But the floor was wet. Why was the floor wet? <laughs> I don't want to know what it was. I'm just oh, hoping God. that it was a drink that spilled. God, me um, too. And not, it was the, the toilet that's always broken. <laughs> the to- <laughs> that toilet is, it's not, it's not always broken, but like, I think maybe like the, it's always like the women's or the men's. Oh yeah. It's, it's never both, but it's always but one But it's of always them. like one or the other. <laughs> um, But yeah, so it kind of, that kind of gets us to the point of, to dipping our toes into it. Mm-hmm. Um. And then kind of going into a lot of almost for us, because I feel like the first two years, it was just a lot of almost. We're going to do this almost made it. And I think so much of that, honestly, so much of that was like stressing me out because I was like, what are we like missing? Like, what is what's going on? And it. I think, oh, what oh, you told you kept using this word because I kept doing it every time we would go um, to the swingers club. Like I would have certain expectations. Yeah, I was not measuring my expectations 
whatsoever. I thought that like if we went on dates, when we went to the swingers club, I was like, oh, sex is going to happen tonight. Shave, get your wax, do what you got to do, everything. Get, get, all, <laughs> get all your grooming All your preparations. <laughs> all your preparations done. Like get ready. And so like so many, and I am one of those women, I don't wear makeup every day. I barely wear makeup. It's a chore to do it. I like it when I do, but it's such a chore. So I'm like, if I put on makeup and I put on a dress and I put on these heels and I don't get any action, (laughs) they're like, what the hell? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Or something like that. But I wasn't, my expectations weren't measured. And also like, I was also kind of happy that things didn't happen because I was like, oh man, I'm not ready for this. Oh no. Yeah. I'm not ready. (laughs) Like like we said, our first time was... Uh, pre-COVID, mm-hmm. uh, 2019, going to um, going to uh, Colette's down in uh, okay. New Orleans. Yeah, and little did we know there was Ooh. a swingers convention going on. So when we walk in and see a line, well, first there's a line at the door. Yeah, we still get in. We look like deer in headlights. God, it was packed. It would, and I think even to this oh, day, that was the p- most packed that I've the seen most, that, that uh, the most packed. seen Colette. Yeah. And just everything that was going on, the raunchiness. Yeah. And it. this is our first experience into the lifestyle. Yep. And Big a lot mistake. of these people have been partying <laughs> for, all, an entire for, week. For, for an entire week, for a whole week. uh, weekend. <laughs> uh, None and, of these people are from here. So they're not there. So they're also taking full advantage of uh new orleans rules of drinking and things like oh, that no. so they're plastered and i think i told you like i like i was nervous going in mm-hmm. but excited yeah and you know they gave us a tour yeah of everything um you know checked our bottles in at the bar downstairs and mm-hmm. then took us upstairs and showed us the rooms yeah and i just remember kind of starting to shake a little bit were as really? we were go- yeah as we were going up the stairs i was like why the hell is my hand shaking so much so i'm like putting them in my pocket to be a little bit more uh cool and collected uh and then you know walk around yeah. uh to the right side where the library is and yeah. boom the couch outside the library mm-hmm. people fucking yep sex. look into the library uh a woman's doggy style yep i remember that and <laughs> On the sofa. Getting pounded from behind. That leather sofa and the moaning. And I remember just being <laughs> looking at you and we're just kind of doing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. This is, uh, this yes. is, this is normal. Mm. This is okay. Like we're, like uh, we're uh, touring a house that yeah. we're not going to buy or something. <laughs> yeah. Awkwardly trying not to make eye contact. With anybody. <laughs> With and I, I think that was the hardest part is that you saw everybody sizing you up. Oh no! Yeah, and uh, I didn't real. I did because I didn't know. Did you know during or did you know afterwards that we were there during then? I believe we found out sometime during. I, I, th- I felt like we talked to someone. Yeah, that said, "Oh, there's this going on," and then it kind of clicked in our heads. Yeah, that Nin uh, Nadia New Orleans was yeah. going on at that time, well, and which is a huge swinging convention. I think during yeah. that year they had like two thousand people. It was one of come. the biggest year. I don't know. Was that twenty twenty nineteen? Yeah, yeah. twenty nineteen. Right before uh, right before we COVID got, yeah. and everything and the yeah. lockdown. Then that and kinda... the funny part was is that the reason I remember now because the reason why it clicked for me was because the year before remember we went to bourbon with my mom for her birthday and there was a lot of um 
I don't know how to say. A lot of people were having sex in bars and clubs during the day. Not having sex. Let me not say it like that. Like Just it being more like, sexual or well, in like what? Well, this remember, like the, the woman had her skirt hiked up and the guy was fingering her. And I had to take my you know, mother, uh, it, yes, uh, out of the bar. A little sexual dancing, it you know. Was a, it was very you know. sexual dancing. A little a grinding, a little were, fingering. We're grabbing up on my, uh, uh, we're trying to grab up on us. And we were like, no, we had no idea what was going on. And then <laughs> and my sister told me a week later, she was like, oh, it was a sex convention. I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> a sex convention and then i looked it up and i was like oh my god we're here during then yeah oh no <laughs> we're not ready we pound this. some uh drinks back oh so uh it was downstairs we sat to the side like some frightened little uh sheep god yeah. uh and then finally kind of walked upstairs mm-hmm. um Kind of walked around. I remember standing in front of the that voyeur room mm-hmm. with the big one uh, one way mirror, and that's kind of where we found our legendary peacock. <laughs> you don't remember that? The peacock? Oh yeah the the guy that was just Jack oh, Rabbit. Oh, you mean Jack Rabbit? Yeah, but we call. Remember we Sorry, uh, we switched it to peacock once he uh would strut around the room yes after he was done yes because because of the peacock in order to what is it to attract the the female peacock will strut in a very upright manner and show and show off his feathers y'all so it was the voyeur room it it was the voyeur room and i swear to god i'm not even shitting you i wish i was we came we went up there later at night and I think maybe 30 minutes had passed and we came back and this guy was still going at it. So at a point we're standing there, we stay standing there for an additional 20, 20 or so minutes and uh, a crowd is starting to get it, drawn. It, it in. was just the speed of his it, thrust. It was I like, was just kind of like, if you've ever seen a bunny go at it, it was like that. It was like, it was almost like it was so quick. You couldn't even see it was like in an anime or something like, Oh my gosh, they're moving so fast. I can't see. It was crazy how fast he was moving. Uh, I didn't the- understand how he didn't get any, uh, kind of friction burns yes, on his dick. I yes, was just like, Whoa. On, his, on his penis. I was so confused. And, and the woman, the woman just looked like she could not even be bothered. I was like, Oh my God, you are doing all of that. And then I remember because in that moment I said, Oh my God, he's like a jackrabbit. And like these ladies that were standing next to us started picking up on it, was like, and started talking about like his, <laughs> like his, his little pee pee. I was like, Oh damn, don't like. Don't. There's nothing wrong with his, <laughs> his size. He was working and it. I, I wasn't I, I I saying want, shit about his size. I was talking about the fact that my dude I want, was going I want his confidence. It. Like I said, I call him Peacock because after he was done, yes. he put his hands behind his back. Behind his back. And just like, kind of strut around the room. Dude, he reminds me of uh, In the Hangover. What? Who is it? Who's that Galifianakis' character? I forget. I keep... Alan. I, I, yeah, Alan, Alan. Alan. So if you ever watch The Hangover and you see Alan... Put his hand like on his hip behind his back, like a like a like an older lady does. That is the way this man walked around this room, surveying it, and everybody watching him and sipping from his drink. I was like, he knew he could fuck anybody in there. He probably <laughs> could have fucked anybody in that room. Honestly, his confidence was yeah. another level. I need <laughs> I need that level of confidence. Yeah, I'm. That's my goal for 2020. And that type of stamina. And because oh, <laughs> he did Jesus. not stop. I don't even know if he ejaculated. I don't even know if he came. He probably came so many times, but 
He yeah. just kept going. Yeah. He, he he strut around and continued right after. Yeah, he was. But, he he is a. I remember he is he is fixated in our memory. From but this, yeah, yeah, that's that's just kind of we bookmarked that. Yep, we're like okay. I remember us. I think us going home that night and being like there were a lot of things that we didn't like, but that was because did we try to have sex there that night? I don't think so. I think we kind of no. because if you don't, if you also remember, we kind of sat down upstairs. Yeah, talked. Uh, a woman kind of came over, approached us, mm-hmm. was talking to you and me, mm-hmm. and then as the conversation continued, she kind of a hand kind of got placed on my my shoulder, and yes, then kind of on that. my leg, and then slowly starting to work its way up I remember my leg. That. I do, and we weren't quite ready for anything like that. No, uh, we were just kind of there more just for the the ambiance, yeah. the just get the vibes of the place yeah and i, re- I remember because that was kind of like my first taste of uncomfortableness slash jealousy because it was kind of like having read everything that we read about in the lifestyle that you want to like you know ask permission and things like that and i think that night I, 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 it was there was an amalgamation of things going on there there was you know a lot of people were inebriated they were at nin so they were having fun for a week and and at nin you get to know a lot of people too so maybe they thought that they had met us or something but there was like a lot of i would i would say like people taking liberties and i just wasn't prepared for that at that point right. like I, I thought i thought everybody knew the rules and everyone just like followed them or listened to them <clears throat> And and things like that. So I, I wasn't. I I remember going home a little turned off. Yeah, and for the most that. part, a lot of people do follow the <clears throat> no means no. Yeah, ask for consent type things. But there are those, mm-hmm. especially that we've learned that come to swinger clubs and things mm-hmm. like that that are they're not, not really even in a lifestyle. couple or nope. they're a single guy yeah. and they kind of push the boundaries push of it. things. <laughs> um and. There's not that many people that I feel right. that do do that. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, one baguette egg out of a dozen. It sounded like you said one baguette. And I was like, mm, one bad baguette bread <laughs> out of the bunch. <laughs> yeah, to, no. To kind of sour it for a few. I definitely agree because any experience that we have had like that, I'm, I don't know. I think at least when you're at a swinger club, you can tell who has sorry our dog is scratching at himself um but i feel like at least when you're at a swinger club you can sort of tell who is in the lifestyle or who is actually familiar with the lifestyle because any i feel like experience we've had with someone who has not asked to touch one of us or who has who who kind of tries to push themselves in like when we're being intimate they obviously seem new like maybe like that was their first time there and and they just got like too excited by it kind of just people that hear oh this is a sex club Mm -hmm. maybe let me kind of see obviously if you're here you're looking for sex Mm -hmm. when that's not the case and like i said it's not everybody or anything or it's like a anywhere near a majority no it's it's, like i said it's kind of one out of every hundred that kind of maybe have too much to drink or something like that and it's definitely not even uh i don't i don't find it more very common i i think 
I think too, because we also probably looked like we didn't know what the hell we were doing when we were there. Just like creating. So we get that to, to this day. Yeah. We still, and I think that's just because like we're kind of chill, hangouty type people. Like we kind of like, we get our drinks, we find a spot and we kind of like chill there. Um, and like we, we're still like getting better at talking to other people. Um, but like we said, like that's kind of that's kind of where the name almost uh, swingers comes from because we had like so many almost. I think we still kind of have like some almost with couples that we meet, but then like something weird happens. Oh, but yeah, we're no. going to save that for later on. So many we've been t- into <clears throat> almost orgies, almost full yes. uh, swaps. A yeah, lot, a lot of almost full swaps until yeah. we finally had one. Uh, yeah, and then almost. Uh, just a lot of almost. <laughs> a lot of a lot of almost, and that's why when we were uh, thinking about the podcast and like what uh, the name part about it, um, and I was I kept writing down names. That I think like the five names we came up with, you came up with, and I was like, why not almost swingers? And I think you hated it at first <laughs> until I brought up the reasoning. I was like, bruh, come on. <laughs> like, this makes so much sense for us. Like, I think the biggest part was that I was like, we were swinging and then COVID hit. And <laughs> we had to completely, <laughs> like, we were just getting into swinging. Like, we may have gone places like two three times and we kind of felt like we were getting into a groove and then boom, COVID hit. Right. I think COVID hit too when we were supposed to go back um where were we supposed to go back or did we go for like valentine's day or something we're supposed to go back where yeah uh to colette's i i have no clue i know Um, so long ago but and then almost because sorry we do have a dog (laughs) he does come (laughs) he's scratching right next to me scratches right next to us has to be right next to us at all times yeah uh so sorry about that (laughs) but kind of lost my train of thought i believe had so much almost also oh yeah so as far as like almost we also chose it chose it because we don't really identify necessarily as swingers mm-hmm. and i feel kind of as each generation kind of gets into the lifestyle mm-hmm. they more identify with the lifestyle than swinging yeah um mm-hmm. because it's not just you know swinging with another couple it could be singles it could yeah. be different mosh pits of things mm-hmm. so i just don't believe necessarily and just kind of hard defining it as right. kind of going in theme with millennials and gen z yeah. <laughs> not yeah. wanting to just label <laughs> don't want to just give ourselves a hard label and I, I think too in like the research that we've done and kind of just like looking up like a little bit more of it and this uh, god this is definitely not to say that this is all swingers obviously i know it's not i think it's more like the stereotype of like oh you're bringing other people into your relationship and it's like actually no it's swinging no um nobody is coming into our relationship we are going into um to have sex with other people together. Like that's, right. that's how we do it. But I think there's just that stereotype of, Oh, what's wrong with your relationship? Or, Oh, is the sex not great? Or, Oh, have you guys hit a lull and things like that? And that's not, that's, that's not people that swing. That's not every, and if that is cool, do what you want to do. Um, but it, it really, for us swinging is something that we feel comfortable doing because we love each other. We feel comfortable with each other. We love having sex with each other. High five. 
Um, <laughs> um, our sex is really great. It just so kind of happened to be that we're also kinky people. Um, well, I- we're, we're kinky people. <laughs> and then also, like you said, it's, we're bringing other people into our sexual lives. Yeah. Not to, as an added, uh, dimension. Right. It's not, they're here to make our sex life better, better or fix it or yeah. anything like that like you said i see a lot of couples that try to use swinging the lifestyle as ways to fix their uh yeah, their relationship or like we we've had experiences with people that kind of use it as like an escape from almost like their regular lives and it i don't I, it doesn't feel like an escape for us it just it feels like Obviously, because of our careers and our families, like, yeah, we don't want everybody knowing that we do it. So we keep it separate. But it doesn't feel like an escape whatsoever. And the whole thing with those couples, because we've met, like you said, uh, uh, quite a few couples that are in the lifestyle only to have their their wife explore her bisexuality. Mm -hmm. So they're really just looking for another woman Mm -hmm. or they are trying to fix their their relationship, their relationship. and some of them i even said lot. yeah like ego stroking oh like, yeah yeah they, and it puts couples like us that are there to kind of add dimensions yeah. and just kind of be more of an added to our sex uh yeah sexual lives in an awkward position definitely yes <laughs> definitely because it's it's a little bit more because too you're just so it's it's i don't know you i feel like even if you try to pretend like that's like not what's going on for some reason it's always been so obvious like i feel like we have conversations after and you're like no because because i just feel like if you're not doing it for the right reasons then everybody is probably not on board with it and one person in a relationship gives out more information and it kind of lets us know okay and i just also i can't we can't swing with we can't have these experiences if both people are not down for the experience yeah because it's not going to feel right it's not going to be right yeah and maybe they'll it it can work for them yeah. or maybe like a lot of couples we've kind of come in touch with mm-hmm. it kind of puts a spotlight on what's wrong with the relationship and mm-hmm. hopefully they can fix it and it's just kind of a bummer because it's like uh we're, <laughs> we're not yeah. here for venting and stuff <laughs> the lifestyle is more of an amplifier of the it, good and yeah the bad. but we've also met some really great couples that have like super solid relationships that have had oh, yeah. full fulfilling lives and I love those couples because I'm like, I like talking to them. I like having conversations and I feel like we have just like a lot more in common with the fact that like, uh, it's like, oh, y'all like to fuck. We like to fuck too. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and y'all are, y'all are cool human beings. Awesome. Right. <laughs> and it's always cool to check back in with some of the couples we've met early yeah. on to see kind of their journey yeah. and the things that they've kind of done and been into or places they've been to. Yeah. Uh, you know, cause I didn't know lifestyle resorts were a thing. I didn't and, know until you told me. You know, so it kind of opened a new world to us. For the most part, I feel like moving forward, we'll try to kind of do two episodes a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, one where we kind of just try to be a little bit more on point and <laughs> on uh, 
Sorry. On topic, <laughs> what, what we're trying to get uh, convey and talk about. We'll be we'll be more specific when we, yeah. especially when we do our. I don't. I told. I said I didn't want to call them reviews because I, I I feel like I don't know. It's not like a review, but like when we give um I mean, sort of like a synopsis of our experiences. Yeah, it's, it's uh, at events or clubs or if we go to it's any experience. Resorts. It's a review. It's a review yeah. of our experience, but mostly just our experience at a place. Um, yeah so it'll be like get your tea out get get a hot piping cup of tea because we're bringing the information um also we like to play games of devil at devil's advocate occasionally um which is so hard sometimes because you know when you just read those stories and it's like one of those obviously someone's right in this situation and the other person isn't but you will see a lot of that because we we find interesting stories on Reddit a lot. And I, I kind of want to know what other people think outside of like us and trying to look from the other person's perspective. I think we said we're also going to talk about we, we really want in like in this being an educational podcast, we want to make sure that we're giving y'all our true honest but like raw experiences because in getting into swinging getting into the lifestyle I feel like a lot of the stuff that like we found did not give that information and it it kind of gave unrealistic expectations at least for me going in oh, yeah. so I do want to make sure that we're if y'all have questions that you know you we we do have our email um almost swinger at uh, swingers at gmail.com uh if you have any questions or if you have like any cool or fun or interesting or crazy stories that you want to share with us definitely uh please uh, email us. Right. Um, but we, we just want to make sure that we're, we're giving y'all our real authentic uh, experiences. And, and that's kind of one of the whole reasons why we're doing this podcast is because we've, we've had some fun, crazy, interesting experiences. Oh, yeah. We've had our highs. We've had, we definitely had our lows. We've had our lows, yeah. And just kind of reflect on kind of all the, all the in-betweens as well. Um, like I said, kind of have one episode where we're just, picking topics and mm-hmm. kind of dissecting it and doing kind of like a devil's advocate where, you know, maybe you play one side, I play the other side mm-hmm. and try to kind of see from each person's point of view mm-hmm. uh, kind of how things unraveled or how the uh, that topic played out. And then the other episode each month will just really just be a, a review or just us talking about an experience or a place that we've been and just kind of going through our times like maybe at like uh at Colette's yeah. or uh, we've been to some of the Colette's in uh Texas, Texas. Mm-hmm. we've been to uh in Orlando uh, Secret Hideaway Secret Hideaway and, uh, but also in Atlanta we've been oh, to uh, Trapeze in Atlanta yeah and are planning to go to Hedonism yeah resort Hedo. at the in the 2023. Hito, so excited. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so freaking excited for Hito, man. I'm so excited. <laughs> but yeah, go to that resort and yeah. probably do some more uh, clubs along the way right. that we've kind of seen. And yeah, and, and, and revisit them and tell you if anything has changed, if anything's gotten better, along with just our conversations about relationships, uh, non-monogamy, and all those different caveats to it. So thank you guys so much for staying all this way and listening. Uh, I'm Gabby. I'm Owen. And this is the Almost, Almost Swingers, Swingers Podcast. Podcast.